I love how Ben, just before this podcast started, we were talking about how, you know, this summer we're both, well, definitely you, but we're both going to be going off doing a bit of traveling and that we're going to have a hiatus from the podcast. And uh, then we realized we've had a unintentional hiatus for a month. I think by the time in 35 minutes time, Ben, it will have been a month since our last upload. Yeah, well, I've been busy, you've been busy and I've been ill. So it was you, never. Oh, well, we tried to do a couple of cod, uh, podcasts, <laughs> podcasts, um, but Ben was just coughing the whole time, and it just wouldn't, that wouldn't have sounded great, would it? Mm. Come listen to the podcast. Well, <coughs> the host, it's just like that the whole time. Yeah, I literally spoiled the recording. I was like, Jacob, we can't put this out. Our audio, <laughs> our audio quality is not great to begin with. No, it's not, especially as I'm doing this in bed currently, so I don't even have a proper microphone, but I feel like the content's better when I'm in bed, because mm. I'm just more relaxed, it's more like, you know, more of a chat rather than, oh, hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's actually time for me to do that bit now anyway, so, hello, welcome to the podcast. Um, it's Ben Heath and Jacob Dyer, welcome to the RTE Film Podcast. Uh, coming up on the podcast today, uh, we're going to be talking... Oh my God, Ben, you've scheduled Star Wars. What is going on? Uh, also going to be talking about Bel Air. Uh, also, there's been some drama at the Oscars as well, Ben. Is it juicy? Well, it's it's wound Twitter up. Okay, and you love Twitter. Well, I'm obsessed with Twitter. Like, how yeah, else... you're, you're like me. We love to stalk on Twitter and see what's going on and get everyone else's opinions, but we don't post. Yeah, I mean, I did... I post, tried to post a couple of things recently and I you spelt... You don't troll, though. I spelt them all wrong, so that's why I don't tweet. <laughs> too, we're just too dyslexic to post. <laughs> we legitimately are. But Ben, once when you did post, you did get a like from Ricky Gervais once, didn't you? I did, I did. He obviously that... didn't read the link to what was on the tweet. <laughs> yeah, he didn't le- read the link to the incredibly negative afterlife review. But um, <laughs> Ben, I know you've been extremely busy, but what have you been watching this week? Fuck other all. than the same, uh, other than the same play at your theatre like eight times. Yeah, I have watched. Fuck all this week. Sorry, Jacob. Can't really do this segment. <laughs> we can't even... We can't... You've not... You've watched nothing I've this I've been week. at work all week. And in between work, you are doing something called a degree. Apparently that's quite important. Yep, I've got my degree. I am trying to have a social life. No, I... And the one night off you're spending recording this podcast. <laughs> well, I went to the Thank pub you. earlier. Not sure if I should admit that, but... Um, <laughs> Literally. Is that why you said does this time? Is that why you said does eleven work? And you were like, more like ten past eleven. Just give me a couple more minutes. Were you still down the pub finishing your pint? No, but I was on the loop. <laughs> but like, um, I was like trying to find my laptop and my water bottle, and um, yeah, that's. But you gen- need water. I need to sober up. And genuinely, I've been so busy that I had like three hours today when I got back in home, and that would have been my right. longest period at home when I've not been asleep for a while. But it's the thing, right? And I think I, and when you're so busy, you don't want to schedule things or even necessarily watch things in your like free time. You just need like three hours of just uh, just chill. I just literally 
lay on my sofa and fell asleep for three hours. I'm here for that. I'm not dissing that at all. I love a little power nap on the sofa. Mm. uh, My boss calls it a nanny nap. I think a nanny nap is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, we are both 19. Yeah. What have you been watching, Jacob? Uh, what have I been watching this week? Uh, have I spoken about it on the, the podcast before? I don't think I actually did. Hunted. I feel uh, like I've spoken to you about it, but I, I, don't, I don't feel like I ever actually spoke about it on the podcast. How is the I new season it. of Celebrity Hunted? I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. I loved it. It's got... Um, the Vivian does bloody well. That's all I'm saying. Is that the drag queen? That is the drag queen. My RuPaul's Drag Race knowledge is surprisingly good for someone who's never watched it. Did you see Hannah and Dex that night takeaway? They did a drag queen thing. I did, and actually, I was quite impressed by it, because when I first heard they did drag, I thought, oh, fucking hell, that's going to be bad. But they did it in quite I a tasteful... I don't think it's going to be, like, offensive as well. And it yeah, they did it in quite a tasteful and authentic way. They're good actors, though, aren't they? They were, they were, quite, they were fierce drag queens, like... They slayed. Yeah, especially Dad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, those two slayed. They were clearly enjoying it. I think even RuPaul was it because he was there doing the, the, the live commentary or whatever. Yeah. I thought he was loving it. Yeah, Ru was impressed. <laughs> you love Drag Race, don't you? No, I can't stand it, but I have watched a fair... I've I like <laughs> I go to a drag show. Like, oh, you actually go to them? Yeah, so when they're in Southampton, me and my mates will go and we'll get drunk and it's quite a fun night out. But I don't watch Drag Race. I, I, you strike me as the sort of person that would. I know, it shocks a lot of people. But no, <laughs> yeah, really genuinely, go to a drag night. A drag night at a club is so fun. They're the best nights yeah. out. But I find the whole show too, I've never got into the show as a whole. Right. I mean, to be fair, Ben, I don't think you're a huge fan of that kind of TV anyway, because you don't like The Masked Singer, do you? No, but I don't think Drag Race and The Masked Singer are the same type of show. They're two singing programmes, though. Yeah, but Drag Race, I think, is... That's all about the characters and the people. I think I would like it if I ever got into it. Yeah, like, I, understand, I just, understand. I tell you what I did quite like. Have you seen the new Starstruck show on ITV? Where they get people to, like, team up as... So, they have a group of contestants who are all tribute acts. And they all perform as their... Is it an Ed Sheeran tribute act in it? I think there was, yeah. I only watched the first episode and then I got... I've seen clips on TikTok. Yeah, but then they had, like, the judging panel is, like, Sheridan Smith, Adam Lambert, Jason Mumford, and Beverly Knight. It's hosted by Ollie Murs. It's really weird, but it's kind of... <laughs> Why is Ollie Murs hosting? I we all know that he hosted X Factor and it was a shambles. I don't know, but this Starstruck show... He, he's now got to the point in his career, bless him. I love Ollie Murs. I, you know, I've got his autograph. He's ITV's bitch. He is, he is. Um, <laughs> but I love that now he's got to the point in his career, a bit like Elise Dixon and Rita Ora, that their way forward is TV work. Mm. But, uh, you know well, what I Rita mean? Rita Ora, I think, has slightly more of a route back into singing. It's slightly more, but her, her hits now do flop, to be honest. I think mm. she's got more, yeah, slightly more, but especially Elisa and, Elisa and Ollie, their future is... 
TV work. Mm, exactly. Same with Cheryl as well, bless her. Yeah, but like poor Cheryl and Rita are both women over a certain age in pop music, and Ollie Murs was never a particularly distinctive singer. And <laughs> I Bless felt like him. that was quite aggressive. He never cracked the states, did he, I don't think? No, and there was... He released a couple of good songs, but he was always known as a reality TV winner more than a pop star. It's got to the point where I think that Rylan is more of a household name than Ollie Burr's. Yeah, well, Rylan is one of the most successful TV presenters of the last 20 years, I think he's hilarious. Oh, Rylan, genuinely really talented and also really hardworking. So, oh my, he works bloody hard. Yeah, I don't think anyone can criticise. Like, Rylan's a household name, but Rylan's a household name because he's earned it. Yeah, like people do forget he's on X Factor. Well, it was on X Factor, don't they? Yeah, people have. Because he quite quickly transitioned that into Big Brother and then he quite quickly. And he used to do any shit gig that was given to him because it was work. Yeah. And then that like quite quickly... Big Brother bit on the side until like one in the morning and then like this morning, like the next morning had to be up yeah. at like seven for that. But he would genuinely do like... This is why I have a lot of respect for the good dude because he would do two shit gigs and then those two shit gigs turn into two mediocre gigs. And then as, lo- and as long as you keep on ploughing it, eventually you get really good stuff. I know Ryan's having a bit of a tough time at the minute as well in his personal life, bless him. So also, everyone seems to love him. Like even people in the industry love him. Oh, they all love him, don't they? Yeah, I think he's He's no longer ITV's bitch, though. I feel like he's more of a BBC guy now, isn't he? Because he pops up on the One Show. He's on Radio Two. He's doing Supermarket Sweep. Was he? He's doing Strictly Takes Two as well, isn't he? I think he did. He has done the last couple of seasons of that. Yeah. No, um. He's now BBC. But there is another show that we both watch, Jacob. Oh, yes. Are you? Did you actually watch it? Yeah, so every Thursday night, this is why... It's I de- the best night of TV. Dragon's Den, followed by the show Ben and I both watch, one of the very few shows that we both love. Yeah, so every Thursday night, me and my mates, we go to the pub. Well, we go to karaoke together. Do you sing karaoke, by the way? No, we don't, because we always get there after the singing slots of tent finish. So we go to karaoke, but don't sign up. We have a couple of drinks. We go get a kebab, or in my case, cheesy chips. We go to the off-license, get a cheap bottle of wine, end up about mine at two o'clock in the morning and watch that night's episode of The Apprentice together. So I group watch <laughs> The Apprentice with a bottle of very I want to come to a night's episode and come join this night out. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But we... And because we group watch The Apprentice, we have so many, oh my god, did you just notice that? It takes like two hours to get through an episode. So <laughs> much Do you pausing. pause it and discuss? Yeah. So much pausing, playing, rewinding. <laughs> like, did I you... love it though. Who's your favourite? I think Akshay's going to win. So do I. He should not have been in the bottom three last week. But, did you notice, and this is editing, okay, because this podcast is going out on the Thursday, we're clarifying. This is the week where they had to describe design those fucking awful cars. They <laughs> <laughs> yes. were so shockingly bad. Those were some of the greatest things ever seen to man. I would ride one of them. 
I'd rather I'd rather the pink one just for shits and giggles. I think I think both of them were very good options if you're drunk. Yeah, but um, <laughs> did you, you not? You know what I mean. But we reckon the bit where he said to Akshay, "No matter what happens, you're going out. You're not going." We think that was said at the beginning of the bottom three. Because, okay. because also a couple of things. Firstly, Akshay was seemingly not fighting in that bottom three, considering he's. I been... thought he was. But I thought him and the him other and, him and Nick teamed up on Sophie. But yeah, I, be... I love that. I was like, go but on. But in all fairness, Sophie, everyone everyone teamed up on Sophie from the get go. As soon she as she was awful. As soon as they realised that team lost, it was like. Did Nick put him? Was it Nick that put himself forward? It was actually who put himself actually, forward because yeah, yeah, he, he liked cars. And <laughs> the girls were just like, no, no. And it's mm. the fact that the, it's still very like the girls always pick the girls. The boys. I think I think forward. Lord Sugar's realised that, which is why he's because he's fired like four girls on the trot now. Yeah. So it's a lot of the girls of their numbers have dwindled rapidly. Ever since they were mixed the teams, um, yeah. But well, I mean, I I'm just loving it, baby. I think it's great. This season is a cracker. They. I still think last season was better though. Ryan Mark, love him. Um, Lottie Moss, love her. She's hilarious. Thomas. But I again. would say this season, yeah. the actual the show is shining instead of the people. Agreed. Like. Last season, I genuinely can't think of any tasks that stood out. I like the Oxford and Cambridge task. Yes, okay, okay. But that's the only episode that's stuck in the mind. But I still think of tasks from years gone by. I was thinking of the thought part one from last year, but I think that's bad. And that's down to the viral clip of Ryan Mark screaming on a roller coaster. Also, can we just admit this? After Celebs Go Dating, Ryan Mark's a dick. He's such a dick. I've not. It's, the I, thing is, it's a massive publicity thing. He just plays into this character, doesn't he? Mm. Oh, I hate people from the north. Yeah, yeah, they're smelly. <laughs> people from Brighton stink. He goes, um, you said that people where he comes from smell. Oh, in Brighton, yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> Are they like in the north? Uh, I think they're disgusting. <laughs> Also, have you seen the hats he's been wearing? Yeah, those hats on the left. What the fuck is that about? I mean, it's 2022, man. Wear what you want, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, even Marty McKenna looked more dignified than him. (laughs) I think Marty's hilarious. I love Marty. Um, I felt so bad for Eureka Johnson. We have have fully transitioned here, but... um, (laughs) I thought, ben, I thought you were, you said you weren't going to be watching the show at one point. Yeah, but, but then I got then I got ill and I watched all of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought it was hilarious. Um, also, Ryan Mark, he was so staged when he left that letter with the wax seal. Like he just puts on this character, doesn't he? Yeah, that letter and the wax seal. Asshole. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, anyway, Ben. We have this is this is like an ongoing thing that's just been happening with all our recent podcasts. We are nearly sixteen minutes in. 
and we've got a massive tangent. The bit where we but talk I'm about... enjoying it more, that's the thing. I the think bit where we like... talk about reality TV is slowly getting longer and longer and longer, and soon yeah, this I... will just be a reality TV podcast. <laughs> we might as well rename it now. <laughs> It'll be like, did you ever Sam Thompson and Pete Wicks did reality news? It'll basically be like that. Yeah, but like, this is going to be more off the cuff and more just, what the sh- <laughs> What the fuck? Why are people listening to this? I hope you enjoyed it, getting a laugh out of it, because Ben and I are thoroughly enjoying ourselves. Um, ben, Star Wars. There's no, this is the thing, you said you can talk about an Obi-Wan trailer. There's no official trailer. There's an unofficial teaser, which... Was there not the Super Bowl thing that dropped? Uh, It's like... It's a teaser, Ben. It's like 10 seconds, isn't it? I think Uh, I'm right. I feel like there was, but... Oh, there clearly wasn't. I thought there was an Obi-Wan trailer. There was a poster that looks quite beautiful. Um, what was I thinking also, of then? There's also like a like teaser video of like behind the scenes and stuff. Um, that's on Disney Plus. That's a minute long. But no, Ben, I looked and looked and looked. Nothing. Yeah, I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought they dropped an Obi Wan trailer. Maybe I saw speculation that they may drop one and thought they had because let's be honest, if they did drop an Obi Wan trailer, I wouldn't watch it anyway. Have you watched the Super Bowl yet? No, because I didn't have time. And like, because I feel like last year we spoke about the halftime show, didn't we? Yeah, but that was because last year, because I'm genuinely an American football. I wouldn't say fan, but I watch it. And you watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I watched it last year. Um, I wasn't this year. I've been so busy and I've been ill that I didn't. I decided not to watch it live and then I decided and then I didn't have time to watch it back um, Have you seen the halftime show yet? No because I, I literally don't care about the halftime show <laughs> Oh I do I prefer the I actual Yeah because I prefer the actual sport but I was, I am <laughs> a Rams fan I am legitimately an LA Rams fan and I was quite happy they won Yes, spoilers. Spoilers. But, um... <laughs> anyway, Ben, Book of Boba Fett has come to an end. What did you I loved think? It. I mean... I wasn't too happy with Boba Fett's character. I think he's so different to where we saw him in Empire Strikes Back. Bearing in mind this is two years later, I understand... A lot has happened to him as a character, but I just feel like it's so far away from where he was and what made all the fans fall in love with him. But now he's just, and even, you know, the guy who plays him has just said he speaks too much. And, you know, for episodes he's not even in, that there's, he's not even in episodes, right, for a start. But then the episodes he is in, he speaks too much and it just doesn't feel like Bobber. Like, he was always this mysterious like guy i just feel like he's too similar as a character now to the mandalorian and they both wear mandalorian armor and they look very similar i just think i'd have loved to have seen like boba as an anti-hero like a, a bit of a villain not a villain villain but like not a good guy and i think that would have been more interesting and would have got more people involved because it's less cliche 
Um, I reckon they could have called this... I said this before. They could have called this series uh, The Mandalorian Series 3. I don't think anyone would have actually been against that because Boba is a Mandalorian. Um, and there was literally two episodes in that show which Boba wasn't even in. And it was all Mandalorian stuff. All of it. All of it. Mm, yeah, that's what... The fact that it's they... Confusing. It's like... Because oh, I know for a fact Mandalorian's bigger than the book of Boba Fett. Shit name as well, by the way. I've spoken about that before. Mm. But I just wonder, are they even going to cover this in the Mandalorian now? Because they've shown it in Book of Boba. And I think it's making the stories less... Like, the Mandalorian, I liked how that's the Mandalorian story. I thought, all right, I'll go watch this Boba one. But an average fan might not want to watch all these different Star Wars shows that are coming out. And now they might not be able to follow it because it's happened in a different show. Yeah, so you also have the problem that The Mandalorian is very, very good. Uh, and I think it's good. And I'm someone who doesn't really like Star Wars. And The Book of Boba Fett, as someone who doesn't, Boba Fett, who doesn't really like Star Wars, I think, from the two episodes I watched, was bad. Like, um... I think you have the genuine problem that Boba Fett's not an interesting lead because he was never designed... He was, though. That's the thing. He was, and when he appeared... Did you watch the episode of him when he was in The Mandalorian? Uh, no, I don't think I did. He was in an episode of two episodes, maybe even three, yeah. but definitely two in Mandalorian Season 2, and he was such a sick character... Put him in his own show. But that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not an interesting protagonist. He's an interesting character. He would have been on Empire Strikes Back. It's just the way they've written the character. He's not interesting. No, he's but boring. he's an interest. It's okay to be an interesting supporting character who does not make a good lead show. You know? Not every character can lead a TV show. Often the least interesting characters are the ones who lead it. Think back to something like How I Met Your Mother. Ted Mosby's the least interesting character. Often the most interesting characters are the supporting ones. And I think what Star Wars is finding is if you have a massive universe and you decide to explore every nook and cranny and every supporting character, eventually you realise that actually some stuff's better the less you know about it or just being a casual thing in the side. It shrinks the universe. I think... This is why I think Clone Wars did so well. Because there were so many different stories within it. It's not just like the same characters in every episode. There are episodes, you know, that are purely about witches, right? And the, your main characters, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, they're not even in those. There are Mandalorian episodes where, yes, Obi-Wan's in, but it's nothing about him. And I think this is the thing with... Boba Fett, they could have shown all of his stuff within the Mandalorian mm. and that would have been better. And I don't think there would have been as much complaints. And I also feel like... Bear in mind, Mandalorian and Boba, literally the finale is both of them working together. What? Mm, and I... I feel like if you call a, char a show after a certain character and you say it's only going to be seven episodes... And that character's not really... And he was only in five. And that character's in five. 
mate, it kind of feels like they jumped. And that character's also the two he's not in are five and six. It feels like they jumped the shark for a successful character arc and story development. Yeah, it really, it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame. Um, however, looking forward, I think this Kenobi show is going to be good. Yeah, so is it, considering you are going straight off a show on Tatooine? Is that the going back straight to Tatooine, yes. <laughs> so that's a lot of Tatooine. <laughs> it's a lot of Tatooine. Um, but I think this show hopefully is it's set, it's set like, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm going to say 20 years before The Mandalorian, uh, maybe 25. Mm. Would it not be awesome to do a show set like bef- massively before or massively after? Because... I think there is going to be one massively before episode one. Because they keep on saying like the Skywalker saga's over. It is. Yeah, so they said that with nine, but the Mandalorian brought Luke back and Obi-Wan is in between the Skywalker saga, which he's a massive... No, uh, the Obi-Wan show is about Darth Vader, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, about him previously being his master and about how he's now protecting Anakin's son, Luke Skywalker. So Yeah, so they, so they can say... That's what I'm saying. They're saying they tried to do the thing with Nine, that it's the end of the Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga. I mean, in, saga. in my head, those, the, those sequels aren't even canon. <laughs> I think they're shit. <laughs> Well, you can think that all you want, but they are canon. Um, I they, know. <laughs> they tried to market that season as, like, that final episode film as a um, the end of the saga, but they keep on tying it back to times in Star Wars lore. That, that 70 years now, we've had seasons of TV, we've had nine films set in 70 years, we've got Obi-Wan... Plus, plus the two filler films, Rogue One and Solo. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be better to leave these countries and leave these 70-year periods that are quite drawn out? planets, systems. Like, it's so... It just feels... The problems... The reason Marvel does better than Star Wars is because they can successfully make each project feel individual. Like, Moon Knight, which is the next big Disney Plus show looks to be completely different to anything that's come before in the Marvel canon. Right. Um, something like Shang-Chi, which came out last year, was a different style, a different tone, a different characters, and had very little overlap with the franchise. But I think Star Wars is so tied into the way it feels and the way people think Star Wars should feel, and the years and the earth, that it becomes a bit the same. I think regardless, people are always going to watch Star Wars content, and I think they know that. Can I just point out, Ben, Rogue One, other than the last two minutes where Darth Vader was in it, is a cracker of a film. No, the the, the Darth Vader scenes are amazing, okay? Rogue One's great. It doesn't need that, but that is very, very, very different Star Wars. Hmm. And the main guy in that has got his own series coming out on Disney+. Plus. can't think off the top of my head what it's called, but it's already been confirmed for a second series. Mm. So they've made the first season, 
and the bosses have been like, yeah, we're happy with it, and production is going to start on the second. And that is very, very exciting for me because it's about the resistance, you know, mm. and it's about their battles with the Empire. But I don't believe it's going to be all this force stuff and everything. It's going to be, I reckon it's going to be a very different style of Star Wars and we're going to go to new plans. I, I'm very excited for if that. If it is, that's what I've been saying. The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett really should have been more. Mandalorian Season 1 was. Was. Yeah, but Mandalorian Season 2 wasn't. And no, also, I'm, 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 no, I'm not saying that. Also, Mandalorian, Mandalorian Season Mandalorian. 1, I felt was it wanted to do an episodic TV show, which is fine. But I felt like each episode felt too similar. If with season one. Which is why I agree with that. Um, which is why I think if The Mandalorian, they incorporated more of Boba Fett's story mm-hmm. or even other stories within that time frame, they could just call it The Mandalorian and there'd be separate arcs. Like the Clone Wars, there was stuff about witches in it. That's not part of the Clone Wars. Yes, it's during that time. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, or even like if we, if you want to do the episodic thing with Mando, which is an awesome storytelling idea, they almost should have looked at something like Doctor Who as like an episodic format to emulate, where each episode feels set in a very distinctive world. But each, I don't think Star Wars has fully gotten away from the problem that each world feels kind of like Tatooine, at least in live action form. Yes, they do need to, live action form, it's Clone Wars, which I think is very good at world building. Yeah, but they've... And I'm going to be honest, the prequel trilogy, hats off to them for that, they introduced some all city planets and stuff, and you know, Naboo. Yeah, I just don't think live-action Star Wars has successfully managed to world-build as since the first trilogy, um, or it's not successfully managed to expand on the world-building, um, which is one of the things Star Trek always benefited from having Earth, because that grounded stories a little bit more, and even when they went out of space, the fact it was in our universe meant that they could be do things that were slightly more cool and slightly more interesting and be slightly more ambitious and bold with their storytelling, which is something I'm I'm not sure Disney are yet ready to do that with Star Wars at its detriment. Um also wanna say I'm bloody excited for the Ahsoka series. Mm. But will oh, that and she popped up in Boba Fett as well. Will that be Do you think that's going to be a massive hit? Because... I think it's going to be a huge hit. I will happily be proven wrong with any TV show that I think is not... She's my favourite character. But you watched The Clone Wars. Um, Yeah. Do you think... Because there are legitimately people who will go, I will watch anything live-action Star Wars, or I will watch anything live-action Marvel. But animated stuff, TV, that's cartoons for kids. Even that, though the Clone Wars literally has beheadings in it. Yeah, but there will be people who think animation's cartoons for kids. Like, that's... I mean, I don't agree with that, but... No, I, but know, you... I agree that people think that, but personally, that's not my view. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, and I hope that they do 
Will they know uh, who Ashoka? They cover what happened in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka. I want them to cover that in live action in the show, so it appeals to more people. Because cartoon fans, they're going to watch it again because they're watching Ahsoka. They'll relive some of it in live action. I do believe you just need to be a basic understanding for it. Mm. But I know um, an elderly friend who watched The Mandalorian. He told me that he had to pause it and Google who Ahsoka was when she appeared. Hmm. And like some of the characters in Mandalorian season two, like Bo-Katan, he was like, who's that? And I had to look it up. So I think that's never a good thing. And I think Marvel could be hitting that problem because the, they did a massive Super Bowl trailer for Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse. Um, and it looked to be heavily tied into that animated show, What If? And I will be the first to admit, I watched the Marvel films. I watched the Star Wars live action stuff in general. I will not touch the animated shit with a barge pole. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not my forte. Um, I see, Ben. I think you should just watch the one episode of the final Clone Wars season and just think, wow, this shit isn't actually for kids. No, it. I don't think it's for kids. I just don't want to watch it. If you get what I mean. I understand. Have you seen like a screenshot of it though? It's not like car. It's not like a shit cartoon. It's done very well. Oh, the final season is meant to be epic. I just, it's not. It's not your thing. Mm. And I think there are lots of people who don't aren't comfortable with animation, who are being going find themselves out of the loop of these franchises, to the franchise's detriment. Do we know if any Star Wars shows are up for anything at the Oscars this year? No, because the Oscars are only film and we've not had a Star Wars film this year. Ah, is it, so they are only film? Yeah, they are only films. Which is the one that's both? Uh, so Golden Globes do both. Um, Emmys just do TV. BAFTAs Ack. have a film and there's a BAFTA TV awards, but the, they're separate ceremonies. Um, so Oscars, Ben, while we're on this, some drama. What's been going on? So we had the Oscar nominations a few weeks ago. We were going to record live show for a podcast for them, but I was really ill for the two weeks. Um, <coughs> <coughs> that, that sounds like a bad Boris Johnson impression. Um, yeah, nice blue passport. Yeah, hello, old chap. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the Oscars they released out the nominations. Pretty much what you expected. The Power of the Dog led the pack. West Side Story was up there. Belfast was up there. Um, but last night, as of recording, the Academy have announced that they will drop eight categories from their live. They're still going to be awarded, but they're not going to be. They're going to be taped in the hour before the telecast, um, and they're going to be not shot live. Not awarded live. Those will be the free short film categories as well as editing, makeup, original score, and production design and sound. Why have they done this? So, it's an interesting one. They want to tighten up the show a little bit more, um, not have it be four or five hours long. Um, they don't. I mean, and they genuinely. You, want, you normally watch all four or five hours, no, right? They like normally three and a half. Part? It normally overruns three hours by about 15 minutes. They want it to right. hit three hours with the advertising breaks. Um, they also want. They think fundamentally that people aren't interested in these categories. 
So they've cut them. Or not cut them, but they're not awarding them right. Now, I think it's a it is a difficult one. I my viewpoint is I've often advocated for not doing the short categories. Um right. because I feel like those always feel like 15 minutes of the show that drag on in the middle um, as someone who watches the show. But I think anyone who wins a feature award, so editing, makeup, score, production, design, sound, deserve to have their time up on stage and their acceptance of their award as much as everyone else does. Um... I also think, so something like editing being one of the categories dropped, editing is one of the most crucial things in filmmaking. Yeah, that's what you were filming. The editors are the, arguably the most important people behind a film. You know, they are the people who create what is given to them and make it into a narrative, just as much oh, as the writers oh. and the directors. I, part of the reason I reckon these categories of all editorial one has been taken is because your average person couldn't name you an editor, right? Yeah, and I... But, and I could name you directors, I could name you actors, etc. but editors and, you know, makeup artists couldn't name it, you. Yeah, that's... It's all well, about getting... It's all it. about celebrities. It is. That's why they've stuck them in there, to get the maximums. Yeah. But still... Editing is arguably the most crucial filmmake part of filmmaking, and I think the Oscars have to decide whether they want to celebrate filmmaking or whether they want to be a good show. And if they want to be a good show, then they have to accept that if they cut things like the editing award and the award for original score, but keeping the song in, which pop artists do, but the song's only over the credits. If they want to keep something like put song in over editing, then I think they have to accept the fact that their award loses legitimacy and the ceremony loses legitimacy because it's failing to appreciate one of the, the most crucial elements of filmmaking. Um, I think there are some solutions here. Fundamentally, I think... You know... The thing about know. the Oscars. No, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, in, I'm loving this. I'm really intrigued. So I think we need to remember with award shows, they're never going to be massive hits again. Like right. people interact with the Os uh, the Oscars a lot over Twitter, and they watch clips of the shows, and but only the core fans are ever going to sit and watch the entire ceremony. But that's yep. because of the way our media landscape is now. So, because people are going to watch stuff on Netflix instead. Oh, they are. They'll happily read the clips. Yeah, people not read, not read the clips. Read the list of are oh, they won and see the clips on the news the next morning. Yeah, people or on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, so people interact interact with women. these award shows and they accept that they're big, massive things. Particularly the Oscars more than any other award show that they will accept as a massive deal, but they're not going to fucking watch it. You know? No, it's three, hours long. three hours fucking long. And I don't think the show will ever get those audiences back. So, 
maybe they'd be best to go, well, why don't we cater for the audience that are going to stay, the people who genuinely like me, the nerds like me, who will watch all the films nominated, be fascinated by the races. It's like the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Are they just going to watch... It's like loads of content for the diehard fans, or they're going to try to go for a mass market. It's like the same dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, genuinely, people... The Oscars are always going to be important, but don't dilute your show to chase a viewer who's never coming back. And maybe the best solution is to stick it on Netflix, where they can do the full three-hour ceremony live for people who want to watch it, and they can up like PBS in America can do it for would three Netflix hours live. Would Netflix want the show? What? Netflix would, would Netflix love want... the show. It would add so it would add legitimacy to Netflix. Netflix are chasing the Oscars heavily. You know? Right. It's one of... Netflix will deny it. They'll say, we don't care about awards. But for Netflix, having a film like The Power of Dog, of the Dog that leads the nominations this year, it shows they've made it and they have some legitimacy within Hollywood. Right. You know? That shows it more than how many subscribers can. Well, then. I mean, I, I love this. We've really got it in depth today on the podcast, but I'm here for that, to be fair. Um, what else did you want to talk about today? Um, so, let's... What timing are we on? Let's not do Severance, because uh, that's it's a really good TV show, but and on Apple TV+, Plus. but um, it would just be Ben promoting an Apple TV Plus show again. But if you have oh, it... Oh, we've never had that one before. Do you want to quickly do it, Ben? Like, do you want to tell people to watch it? Is it worth watching? It is. It's one of the best TV shows of the year. It's direct. <coughs> it's directed by Ben... Oh! It's directed by... We confirm by... these are coughs. Uh, these are sneezes, not coughs. Yep. It's... It's... It's a third okay, <coughs> third okay. It's directed by Ben Stiller. It's starring Adam Scott. The less you know, the better. But it's weird... And tacky, and one of the best shows of 2020. You love your news indie films. It's a TV show. It's gonna run for eight episodes. It is good. Watch it. Do you think there'll be a second season? I haven't finished it, so I can't tell if it's more of a mini series or a drama series yet. Okay, and finally, let's talk about Bel Air. Is this anything to do with Fresh Prince? That show that was on Comedy Central and still is to this day that everyone loves. Yep, so this is the dramatic reboot of the 90s sitcom, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We've which... been talking about this on a podcast for a little while. Is it what everyone hoped it would be? Um... I think that's violence says it all, Ben. <laughs> so, I watched three episodes of this show. Right. The third episode was the best one. Um... It seemingly found its feet a little bit more. That said, when it did find its feet, it felt a little bit like a... (laughs) It felt... I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening to me. (laughs) I don't know what's happening either. You've been perfectly fine up until the last five minutes. And now, and what I love is that every time Ben sneezes, he um he covers his mouth, but somehow like bits are getting through, and I can just see them landing on the camera. You might want to give it a wipe, Ben. You're a bit misty, my end. 
Yeah, there we go. There we go. So, talk to me, man. So, it feels a little bit like a CW type of Riverdale-esque. I don't know if that's the direction I'd want a massive franchise like this to go in. No, it can't. I don't think... It's like someone putting Friends and Riverdale in the same bracket. Yeah, but I don't think it works necessarily as a dramatic show because you have the whole high school elements that you can never make a high school drama not feel like a high school drama. Um, Right. You have the fact that particularly for the first episode, it's going, it's doing a lot of the, hey, you know this, you know, we're Fresh Prince. There literally is a point where they go, I got in one little fight and my mother got scared as a legitimate line of dialogue. Um, the guy who plays Will, Jabari, let me just find his name. Jabari Banks, who plays Will, is legitimately great. Adrian Holmes and Cassandra Freeman, who play the aunt and uncle, are great. You've got Ollie from Ted Lasso in there. Um, I love the villain Carlton Trist. Sorry, Ben, I'll let you go on. I was just saying I love the idea of having Carlton as the villain of the series and having him struggle with drug addiction. Is Will Smith part of the show? He's producing it. I feel like it would add so much more hype to it if he was in front of camera. I really do. Yeah, but would he want to go back? He's going to win an Oscar. He's a serious guy now. He he's a serious big time actor now, yeah, not just a soap star. You I call think, it soap? No. I think the show's perfectly fine, if not exceptional. Really? Yeah. It's fine. I That's liked good. it. It's watchable. <laughs> it's watchable. Uh Ben, before you go, have another sneeze attack and bear in mind it is now quarter past midnight. Um, I've got work in the morning, you've got you work and more work. Let's wrap it up. Cheers for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed us going a little bit more in depth and off the cuff about, let's be fair, a lot of reality TV. And a lot of Star Star Wars. Wars, uh, Which I'm here for. Uh, Again, the Oscars. And then, you know, two very short reviews. Not done a podcast size before, but I've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed it, or even if you haven't particularly enjoyed it, but you've listened... Just please give us a nice rating, leave us a nice review, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode, and hopefully we'll be back in less than a month. Uh, BenHeath101 at gmail.com to get involved. Ben is trying to hold in a sneeze, so I'll just say, check out the RTU Film website. Ben, you can sneeze now because it's all done. Cheers for listening. Goodbye. Bye. And sneeze.